Some say the world will end in fire, some say in ice. From what I've tasted of desire. Happy opening day, Eve, Eve, and welcome to this inaugural podcast edition of Red Leg Nation Rain Delay. I'm your host, Wes Jenkins. If you've been around the past couple of seasons, you know I've done a written version of the rain delay, which consisted of whatever pointless inanity popped into my head during the week. Uh, meant to be a lighter, sillier side of Reds baseball, um, kind of shying away the more away from the more analytical stuff, leaving that to Matt Habel and Matt Wilkes. Um, but this year, all of that lighter content, lighter fare will be moving to this podcast, which will run sporadically with my new analytically inclined column, why with Wes? With this new podcast, what I'm trying to do is provide that same rain delay content from the past two seasons in 10 to 15 minute chunks, um, giving you all a fun bite-sized appetizer to Chad's Red Leg Radio main course every Friday. Today we'll be talking about Luis Castillo, Cincinnati Reds 2019 opening day starter, and I'll give you my three bold predictions for the Reds 2019, keeping in uh, with the tradition I've done the past two years as well. Um, as always, let me know what you like, what you don't like, any suggestions you have for the podcast. This is a new thing we're doing, so willing to hear any and all feedback. On to the main course. Baseball is back, opening with a two-day, two-game set last week in Tokyo, Japan. Mariners playing the A's. Ichiro took his final bow in front of the fans who have cheered him on for his nearly three-decade career at this point. Uh, between Japan and the U.S. Uh, Domingo Sunday Santana hit a massive home run in that first game, a grand slam, clearing the bases and putting the Mariners up for good. And then you say, I say, we all say Kikuchi took his first major league start in that second game, going 4.2 innings of very effective baseball. He's one of my more exciting players to watch this year. Really excited to see what he does out in Seattle uh, in his first major league campaign. But on to Reds, Reds content, Luis Castillo was named the Cincinnati Reds 2019 opening day starter last week, um, and it was a bit of a surprise over the newly extended Sonny Gray, but I think Luis has done enough these past two seasons to show that he deserves the ball, he deserves to take the bump on that very first game. Um, but his, his naming as opening day starter did get me to start thinking, could the past five Reds opening day starters outplay that just awful 2017 rotation um and most of this is based off of i couldn't remember who all of the past five opening day starters were but i remember that 2017 2017 rotation like it was yesterday we had our de facto ace scott feldman 21 games started 111 innings pitched 477 era our number two tim adelman 20 games started 122 innings pitched 552 era and then just goes down from there. Homer Bailey threw 18 games, 91 innings, a 6-4-3 ERA, which was better than his 2018 campaign. You had Luis Castillo and Sal Romano splitting that four-starter role. Uh, Castillo went 89 innings, a 3-1-2 ERA, easily the best of the staff. Romano had 16 games started, 87 innings pitch, and a 4-4-5 for number two on the staff, but they weren't getting as many chances. They kind of melded together to make a four-starter. And then you had Bronson Arroyo bringing up the rotation in his 
Really last gasp of a major league career. 14 games started, 71 innings pitch, and a 7.35 ERA. I love me some Bronson Arroyo, love the high leg kick, the flow, the guitar playing, but man, was he bad in 2017. Now, looking at our past five opening day starters, you have the aforementioned Castillo, the aforementioned Homer Bailey, Scott Feldman. Those three are constants across both, so it's really these last two that are going to make or break. Can they outduel stud Tim Adelman or Sauermano or end-of-career Bronson Arroyo? And surprise, surprise, Riso Iglesias took the first pitch in 2016. Remember when he was a starter? He was the future of the Reds' rotation. Man, if only he could have stayed healthy had we had more confidence in his arm. But he took that. He took the mound 2016, and the year before that, Reds legend Johnny Cueto. His last season in Cincinnati uniform had a 2-plus ERA Still one of the best homegrown pitchers the Reds have ever had. It's a shame that one of those lasting memories is going to be him in PNC Park dropping the ball as the Pirates friend, fans just rain down uh, hackles on him. But Rysel Iglesias and Johnny Cueto brought up the back of our opening day starter rotation. I think easily coasting them past the 2017 rotation. I mean, there is no way... Even a trio of Tim Adelman, Sauermano, and Bronson Arroyo could compete with Iglesias and Johnny Cueto. Another fun tidbit, though, in that Johnny Cueto opening day year, Michael Lorenzen and Rysel Iglesias combined to make 37 starts. Imagine what the future looked like back in 2015 when this rebuild was just getting started and two of our best starting prospects were Michael Lorenzen and Rysel Iglesias. Both bullpen options now. Michael Lorenzen playing center field, for God's sake. In those 37 combined starts, they pitched 209 innings pitched. Pretty good. That's about a single starter's workload in, I guess, a decade ago now. No starter really goes that long unless you name Max Scherzer. And around a five ERA between the two of them. Uh, Iglesias, on his own, 104 strikeouts, 28 walks, and 95 innings pitched with a 3.55 FIP. What could have been if he had stayed healthy? Truly, Rysel Iglesias is one of the best pitchers to come through the system since Johnny Cueto, and it is a shame that he is in the back of the bullpen. But at least we got a shutdown closer out of it. I will always think what could have been if he had managed to stick in the rotation. We had Amir Garrett at the back end. But Rysel Iglesias, 2015, absolute stud of a starter. Now, three bold predictions for 2019. I did this last year for 2018, made a 23 or 24 different predictions, got two of them right. Really, that's generous. I think I got one and a half of them right. Um, but I'm going to narrow it down this year, hope to keep that same hit ratio with one and a half, two of these three being right, so I can up my percentage uh, to 50%, 67%. But if my, my March Madness bracket is anything to tell you, I'm not very good at making predictions. I picked John Moran and Murray State to run all the way to the national title. They did not even make the Sweet 16. But here we go. Three bold predictions. One, Yasiel Puig, the headliner of this Reds offseason. All-star. Gets to the all-star break. Yasiel Puig is on that team. I don't think ah, he might be a fan vote. He is a pretty popular guy. If he puts it together enough of a first-half campaign, I wouldn't be surprised to see him voted in. But I think he will be and either player or manager selection to the team because I expect him to break out in the first season of 20, in the first half of 2019. Yasiel Puig's skill set 
fits so perfectly for Great American. He is not a plus defender, but he's a good defender. He has a great arm. He has a lot of power in his bat, which for a hitter-friendly park like Great American Ballpark is perfect. And I think we're going to see Puig return to form. He's got Turner Ward in his corner. He's out of that L.A. environment that, by many accounts, he did not thrive in. He did not like. was very toxic for Yasiel Puig. Um, and if you're following his Instagram, you know he loves Cincinnati already. He moved into a fairly nondescript house back in January and was just – man could not be any more excited to be here in Ohio. It makes sense. He comes from a small town in Cuba, Cienfuegos. Um, so maybe maybe being out of the massive spotlight that is Los Angeles and here in Ohio will help Yasiel Puig fulfill that all-star potential. But second half of this first bowl prediction – I think Yasiel Puig gets a contract extension before the season is over. Um, I think Puig is exactly the type of guy the Reds should be looking at keeping in Cincinnati long term. He has the personality to go with Joey Votto's personality. The two of them are just a cast of characters. Um, he's, if spring training is indi any indication, already having an effect on the young guys coming up, Taylor Trammell, uh, Nick Senzel, these guys who can still be impressionable, still learn what it takes to succeed in the big leads. And Puig, whatever you think of his personality, he has fun. You know he goes out there. His Instagram is fun. His Twitter is fun. He had that routine pop fly the other day that he didn't even look at until it's 10 feet above his head, still catches it. This is the type of baseball that Cincinnati has been missing. Um, ever since those big red machine days, the wire-to-wire -wire reds, we have not had a truly fun team. You can go back to Jay Bruce's clinch miss in 2010, and I'll give you that, but Jay Bruce was never the most... Uh, what's the, he was never the fullest personality on the team. Uh, we called him Affable Jay because he just seemed like a kind guy. So having Puig in that right field spot, I think he's going to break out. I think the Reds will sign him to a contract extension, never even let him touch free agency. Uh, best case scenario for Yasiel Puig. Bold prediction number two. Joey Votto hits 30-plus home runs this year. He's only done this twice in his career. The first time he won the 2010 MVP. The second time he was runner-up in 2017 in the MVP race. I think Joey Votto has a chip on his shoulder after last year's down year. From all accounts, he has put in the work this offseason, getting started earlier, hitting more, trying to figure out what was going on with his swing last year. Um, and I think he has something to prove. He wants to show that he's not getting old, that he still has that power in the tank, um, and that he's going to hit 30-plus bombs. And it's not like he's only done it twice in his career and they were flukes both times. No, he's hit 29 bombs in a season three times. Joey Votto has that power. I think he, this is his year. This is the year where Joey Votto needs to elevate his play to that 2017 level, to that 2010 level, to get the Reds in contention for a playoff. And we all know that Joey Votto wants to win. He's been saying it for years now that he understands this rebuild, but he wants to win. He wants to get back to the National League Division Series, win that championship series, where the Reds have not been in so long. Um, so Joey Votto... 30-plus home runs, book it. Bowl prediction number three. Sonny Gray, the other jewel of the Reds' offseason, signed to an extension just after they traded for him from the Yankees, will win Comeback Player of the Year. Yankee Stadium was not kind to Sonny Gray. He had seven miserable starts there. The fans were booing him. And I, I think he was just out of his headspace. He wasn't able to compete. Like like Puig, the spotlight wasn't great for him. I think for a different reason than Puig, but the spotlight of New York was not great for Sonny Gray. 
Now he's in Cincinnati, reunited with his college pitching coach, Derek Johnson, and his college catcher, Kirk Casale, too. And I think people have been downplaying that narrative that Gray's familiarity with Johnson and Casale doesn't really mean that much. This is a business. Like, you got to be able to pitch wherever you are. But so much of adult life and humanity in general is just familiarity. You're more comfortable with people you know well. You're more comfortable with people you get along with. You go to a party and you stand in the corner until you see someone you know so that you have someone to talk to. And then in those numbers, you can introduce yourself to other people. So you have your safety net. Sonny Gray now has his safety net. And he's got the stuff. He's always had the stuff. When he was at Vandy, he was an absolute stud. I remember going to those games, watching him just mow down SEC hitters. And Derek Johnson is the guy he spent every single day with when he was there. Sonny Gray is not meeting with Tim Corbin, Vanderbilt's head baseball coach every day. He's meeting with Derek Johnson, his pitching coach, going over pitch grips, mechanics, how to attack certain hitters, how to think about sequencing, all of these different things. That familiarity with Derek Johnson, I think, will be huge for Sonny Gray, get him to be comeback player of the year. And this isn't just like, oh, he's with his college pitching coach either. No, Derek Johnson has had a track record of success at the MLB level now. He turned freaking Wade Miley around into an effective pitcher for the Brewers last year. He got Gio Gonzalez back on his early Nationals uh, trend when he was a Cy Young candidate. Derek Johnson did fantastic things for those two pitchers and for the Brewers staff last year um, and in his previous tenure up in Milwaukee. Having him back with Sonny Gray will be huge, as well as having him with our other young pitchers and newly acquired pitchers what do you think Derek Johnson will be able to do for Tanner Roark? Um, Roark, who is by no means an overpowering pitcher, where sequencing will come into big effect. So, bold prediction number three, Sonny Gray wins Comeback Player of the Year. David Price won it in the American League last year, despite not really coming back from an injury, which this award is truly usually awarded to. So I think Sonny Gray being able to improve on last season's 11-9, 4-9-0 ERA, We'll, we'll earn him consideration for that award. So that's it for this inaugural edition of Red Leg Nation Rain Delay. Three bold predictions, Yasiel Puig All-Star plus a contract extension before the end of the season. Joey Votto hits 30-plus home runs. Sonny Gray wins Comeback Player of the Year under the tutelage of his old coach, Derek Johnson. Thank you for joining me here. Um, again, any comments, suggestions, if you want me to answer a question or go through a hypothetical in upcoming episodes of this podcast, feel free to leave them in the comments of the main post. The weirder the, be the, weirder, the better. Baseball nut, love the lighter side of baseball. Happy to go on this journey with you guys over the rest of the season, and go Reds!